my fellow Americans, our long national nightmare is over. Whoa! I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. Sugar and spice I feel nice Sugar and spice WRT 89.9 FM Madison. Welcome to the Mel and Floyd Show. I'm Mel. Floyd is on assignment, but with us is always the man who knows everything, Mr. Smarty Pants. Darn tootin'. <laughs> <laughs> Should always say everything worth knowing. Yeah, That's yeah. A, there's, we, there's we have a few disclaimers in, yeah. the, in the legal documents. Yeah, you got to look at details there. Yeah, yeah so yeah. In, in the, yeah. Not we, valid in this state. We have to say. <laughs> Not valid in the, in the 48 contiguous <laughs> yeah, yeah. states. Yeah, I got this title when I was living in Kentucky, and that was a little easier. Oh, was, yeah. <laughs> it was you and a block of moldy cheese were <laughs> yeah, the finalists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you, you wore your, your Kentucky Colonel Linen suit. That kind of I did. put you over the top. Uh, I, I did, I did. <laughs> I'll say. Actually, you know, I, the one thing I won, I won something. Maybe I mentioned this before, but I uh, actually, when I was in high school, I won... Uh, an oratory competition. I was third in the state. Ooh, good for you! Uh, for the Kentucky High School Speech League, I still have a little silver cup yeah. that says it on the outside. Spittoon? A little silver spittoon. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's for little spit. It's a spittle tune. <laughs> it's a starter kit. <laughs> it's a starter kit. Get you going. Uh, uh, no, it's uh, I. Uh, the, you still have it. I still have it. Yes, I do. In fact, I I, I put little things in it. You know, it's, yeah. it's a thing to hold little things. Sure. Uh, but uh, but Teeth the, and the like number that. one the number one speech that year was a young woman who gave a speech on uh, how the coal mining industry, specifically strip mining, was destroying our beautiful state. And that got first place. It did. She. Wow. Uh, you had to memorize your speech, and if you had more facts in it. Stuff that you had to memorize. They gave you bigger points. And, sure. of course, also presentation. There are all yeah. sorts of different things. Yeah. It's but like saying man, camera, woman. You <laughs> yeah, know. exactly. You gotta, Whale. <laughs> you got to get Got it in, in order. Yeah, then. you got to get it all you in get order. get extra credit. So, uh, so then uh, I did a speech called The Pigs in the Pentagon. And oh, very my, good. And my speech was, even though it was peacetime, how much money we spent on war. And I think I got it, first of all, because, you know, presentation was good. But... Because I had all these numbers I'd memorized. Yeah. I'd memorized streams of numbers. Oh, like yeah. How much we were paying for this and how much we were paying for that. But the woman that got second place, why I, I did not get the silver, is a woman, and this is a classic trope in oratory. It was, how great Kentucky oh, is. Oh, yeah. I was gonna- <laughs> and she literally wept. <laughs> you know? oh. She started crying about how. So her presentation score was like off the chart. Oh, excellent. Right? Did she have big you know? hair with a lot of hairspray in it? She did not. No, oh, she did not. Okay. She had she had relatively under control hair for Kentucky. Oh, but, okay. But yeah, she was, uh, but that was her theme. Her theme was how great Kentucky is. Yeah, and that's, and when she was, was quite lacrimose. When, when you were describing the contest, that's I assume that was pretty much 98% of the, the entries. But you the, have to remember, Mel, that even, even in Kentucky, university is always going to trump everything else, oh, right? Sure, I mean, it's sure. like... So this is the, the 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 judges are all from this uh, communications and speech department oh, or whatever yeah. oh, at the University of Kentucky. They're the, they're the worst. Yeah, they're the worst. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bunch of damn liberals. <laughs> so they were Look not. What they did to me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> they were they were not uh, put out by the topic areas. Oh, okay, that okay. was not a concern. For oh, them. okay. 
so for them. Right, so. Yeah. But yeah, so that's so that's my one. If you want to say my one claim to fame, <laughs> wow. in terms of Kentucky saying I was good at something, that was it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I want a big picture of the the Blessed Virgin Mary in in the Catholic school one time for I don't know memorizing you know. Bible verses, things, Bible thing, verse? yeah, you know, or like, did what, you do your catechism? What are, what are, what are venial sins? Yeah, okay, yeah, things like that, you know. And, uh, you did your catechism while hopping on one foot or I something. <laughs> <laughs> and the judges think the triple axle was the. Yeah. Yeah. The, the priest asked if I wanted extra credit, and I, I turned him down. <laughs> <laughs> they gave him points for for ingenuity and, and cleverness. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, he didn't fall for the trap. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to be an altar boy? No. <laughs> Bad boys going places. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's the only thing I've ever won. I, um, we won the um, Mankato State 1974 Intramural Coed Basketball Championship. Excellent. We we found like you know you had to play like you'd alternate quarters. You'd have like the guys play one quarter and then the, then the women would play another mm-hmm. quarter. Mm-hmm. And uh, and like the the guys on our team were all like terrible. Yeah. And the women were all just amazing. Yeah. And so we would just get out there and. Stall. So, <laughs> it's like, you know, don't shoot. Don't yeah, don't throw the ball yeah. away. Those people will do it for us. Yeah. yeah, yeah just right. wait for the and that's that's a life lesson for me. It's yeah, like, yeah. you know, yeah, oh yeah. Don't I, do any I, work and let let the, can, let, uh, let the good people do all the work for I, you. I can see that. And so I, I got a little trophy for I that. I think the whole theory behind high school is it is the one time when you can feel like you've succeeded in life because everything is yeah. set this up was college. to give you... This oh, this was in college. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't... Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, 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 I intermural. I, I take it back. Step, but, yeah, uh, okay, but, you know, but still, I'm somebody else's coattails. I mean, yeah. yeah. but that was a good life lesson. Yeah. So. There you go. yeah. Oh, they're really good. I can let yeah. them do all the work. <laughs> I'll just drift along <laughs> oh, here. Yeah, take the credit. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, I will, before I forget, I want to do a shout out. Yes. I had a lovely conversation this morning with a student of mine. And uh, he said that his father, uh, his father's name is Joel. Joel, you know who you are. This is a shout out to you, Joel. He said that Joel has been listening to the show for years and was quite tickled to discover that uh, his son was being taught by Mr. Smarty Pants. Oh, very nice. So, or Dr. Smarty Pants, yeah. as the case may be. So, uh, so Joel, uh, thanks for listening all these years. And uh, I'm, trying to, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to teach your child the difference between truth and fiction. And it's hard. Wow. Not for him, but I mean that's, generally. Yeah, no, that's, that's it's a, it's a course in philosophy science. Yeah, so. it's getting harder every it day. It is every day. Yeah, yeah. So. because here in the good old U.S. of A., as you know, it says so right in the Constitution. Truth is whatever makes you feel good. <laughs> <laughs> Truthiness. <laughs> Truthiness. That's Colbert nailed about. that. Like, yeah, like fifteen totally, years yes, ago. Right. I mean. <laughs> and this, we, we've had it ever since. Yeah. So there's apparently a a deep fake porno on uh, floating around. Twitter X okay. of um, Taylor Swift. Oh, and, and oh. it's like you know that's that's all that that Twitter is good for anymore is just garbage like that. So okay, so I just want to tell you as we're talking about pornography, you actually can find if you look, you can find the Hunter Biden porno <laughs> online because <laughs> I thought I'd do some research, and all I can say is oh. I just think the Republicans are jealous. That's what it is. <laughs> Envious, <laughs> but it's kind of sad. It really is how readily available oh, it wasn't hard to. It wasn't. Oh, yeah. You didn't have to do much research. No, I'm it, sure. You know. I'm sure. So, so yeah. there it is. <laughs> <laughs> On the plus side, uh, the term "dick pick" is now in the congressional record. <laughs> <laughs> yes, excellent. OED chose it as the word of the year. So. <laughs> Neologism of the Year Award. Third place. Uh, that's an impeaching for you. Yeah, so, right. So, so um, you ever been up to Superior, Duluth Superior? Area? No, I have not. So there's this not. Great, great, I've been to Lake Superior. There's this, Superior. Yeah, well, it's, it's similar. Yeah. Only, you know, they've, 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 de- they've developed some ability to breathe air, some of those oh, creatures nice. up there. But, oh, uh, excellent. But, but no, there's this great big bridge that goes across, okay. and, and you know, it's the lifeline there. It connects Wisconsin, Minnesota, and then... Duluth and Superior, and when I lived there, it was extremely important. You lived in Duluth. Right? I lived in Duluth. Yeah. That bridge was extremely important because the bars closed an hour later in Superior. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. There was oh, a, I I believe there it. There was it was rush hour. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> 
God. At like 12.45 oh on, on a Friday night, it was a rush hour over to Superior because, you know, another hour of drinking. Come on. Yeah, wow. But anyway, that, that bridge has been falling apart for years. Okay. And uh, and uh, this week they announced that uh, this part of the, the infrastructure thing that I assume President Trump set in motion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Back in the dim, dark yeah. mists of history. But they're, yeah. they're getting a bunch of money to, to fix up this bridge and in Superior. And uh, President Biden visited up there. And, uh, oh, very nice. It's the John A. Blatnick Memorial Bridge. There's also, also another. What's the name? John A. John A. Blatnick. Blatnick? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I think, I forget who he was. He was probably a. That sounds like a mad magazine. Congressman name. or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other bridge, the other bridge that's farther down, it's, yeah. not, it's not the main bridge, is the Bong Bridge. Oh, I bet that's fun. that's favorite yeah. bridge of many as well. <laughs> Traffic moves a lot slower on the Bong <laughs> <Yeah>. Bridge. <laughs> no, he was like a like a World War Two hero, you know, okay. war hero, yeah. Richard A. Bong. So they named this yeah. bridge after him. And yeah. then, of course, everybody snickers at it now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so the bridge was falling apart. President Biden showed up with a big, big-ass check for like... Uh, was it like those oversized checks? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He needs to do more of that. <laughs> uh, he announced a plan of... Uh, $5 billion in federal funding that would upgrade that bridge and dozens of similar infrastructure projects nationwide. And that bridge has really needed it for a long time. And uh, and like I say, it's really important. And and they've got a, a Republican representative up there to... to to Congress, okay, and uh, and he issued a statement about how exciting it was that that they brought in this money and what a great thing it's going to be for his district. Sure, of course. And uh, and the Minnesota governor tweeted back, "You voted against this. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't vote to f- you didn't vote to fund one bolt on this new <laughs> on this upgrade. <laughs> wow, <laughs> quit taking credit for it." Oh. <laughs> They are shameless. That is, they the, know it's low information voters yeah, yeah, as far as the eye yeah. can see. I mean. How dare you say that, <laughs> you elitist? <laughs> the idea that you need information. There, there you go. This, this is what I was talking about earlier. Listen up, Joel. This is what I'm teaching your it's son. On the test. Yeah, it's on the test. No, it's uh, the idea that you need no information in order to vote for somebody. <laughs> apparently, again, is an American right. You know, it's like. No, you actually should. I like the cut of his jib. If you're if you're if you're actually involved in uh, you know deliberative action, that means you need data input to yeah. make the, the the choice, not yeah. just how you feel or what your values are. Those are important. Values are important. How you feel is important, but you need to mix it up a little bit with reality just mm-hmm. to see how that works. Yeah, just to just to feel like these people who talk about how Trump is sent from God or he's this holy warrior and things like that. I saw a wonderful ad from the Lincoln Project that suggested that. Uh, he's the opposite of that. He's a test to see if we fall for this kind of thing, right? Because he does check a lot of boxes for the Antichrist. Old I mean. AC, yeah. I think, I, think, I think we're seeing some AC action here. I really do. And the seven deadly sins, he's got all those. Just, yeah, yeah, just down. down. Pat, yeah. yeah. In fact, some of them live with him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of like, whatever. Here, here comes last. <laughs> but I know it, it, it really does strike me because... He's leading them down the primrose path. He's hateful as all get out. I mean, he embodies the antithesis of the Christian morality, right? But then a lot of these folks, I mean, I'm not sure how Christianity has devolved so far, but it it seems to be some kind of weird, hateful death cult for some people anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. So there he is. He hates the right people, I guess. Yeah, he does. That's it. Yep. After the the New Hampshire primary, and he was giving his his victory speech. And you know, normally when you give a victory speech, you're like you're magnanimous, magnanimous, and yeah. you know, it's like you know, thanks to everybody, we did a great job. Let's move on to the you next. You know, magnanimous state. literally means great spirit. Right? Yeah. Oh. Okay. I don't think he's got a great spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Big spirit. Mega. Yeah. Magnanimous. <laughs> 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 he's always that. <laughs> but, but then he talked about Nikki Haley and started like like slamming her and saying that uh, well, you know, you you don't really want the nomination because uh you're there'll there'll be all these investigations and I know five things about you that yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say them right now, but yeah. I know these things yeah, and you don't yeah, want them to yeah, get yeah, out. I and, believe every word he said. It's like what what is he in like sixth grade or something? I love how he was attacking her clothing. They're like, oh, oh, you know, oh, I, miss, like, I missed that. Like what a crappy dress that is. Oh, you know, did he really? Of, oh my god, yeah, it's completely ridiculous. <laughs> oh. It is his worst nightmare to have a woman <laughs> yeah. say negative things about oh, him. Oh yeah, he does not respond well to to strong women. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a in the Nikki Haley fan club or anything. Yeah. We didn't have to make that clear, but uh, but. Uh, yeah, and well, he and he's doing this. You know, he's breaking out the old hits too. He's going, well, you know, Nikki Haley, wherever she's from. 
Well, I think he means he doesn't know whether it's North or South Carolina. I think that's, that's, <laughs> oh, all, that could that's all he means. East Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> East Carolina, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's... Uh, it, it really does. In a way, it doesn't pay to talk about it because no, it's no. just the same thing we've been talking about for the last, you know, eight years. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's so outrageous that you can't not say this is a huge threat. Yeah. I mean, and and, and that's the thing about you mentioned. You know, you know, I'm not. You're not in the Nikki Haley fan club. You don't have to be, but you also have to say Nikki Haley is bound to be. Not as her, she's not the antichrist. She's just your, yeah. you know, classic suburban soccer mom who, you know, wants to make sure that make sure that you don't have to pay taxes if your income is above a certain level. But I mean, whatever, she, she's at least a human. You know, that yeah. seems palpably yeah. The case. Yeah, that's a minimum yeah. level. Well, it's like when Liz Cheney was was saying like truth. You know, saying things that were true about January sixth. Yeah. It's like. Yeah. That's coming from Liz Cheney, but yeah. it, but it's true. I mean, yeah. that doesn't you know. Good for you, Liz that. Cheney, for meeting the minimal standard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Human <laughs> behavior, recognizing reality that yeah, that, that yeah. was not a typical uh, tourist attraction. You know, yeah. tourist uh, visit, yeah. as uh, one of our senators said. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you hear there was a uh, a heart attack was reported? Uh, here in the Madison no. area, the Madison Fire Department during the uh, the Green Bay Packers game because you remember the oh yeah the yeah. Packers yeah. lost uh, there was twenty four twenty one to yeah. the San Francisco Went down to the wire yeah. and uh, I blame I blame companion to me because whenever we watch the Packers play they always lose yeah. so we we just we it just shows you how potent we are because all we did was steal a glance at the screen oh, and they yeah. managed to lose so yeah. but no this person that said they had a heart attack uh, it turned out that they were uh, they did not have a heart attack they were just. Uh, Someone was uh, very concerned uh, because uh, this uh, individual who was upset uh, was really upset. And uh, so apparently uh, this woman has been watching the game and she uh, she was texting. And uh, during uh, the last minutes of the game, uh, apparently she had texted, I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is what we call a metaphorical heart attack. And so I think it would be important that when you text your niece, I'm having a heart attack, that you use the metaphor uh, adjustment switch. Use the metaphor emoji. Metaphor emoji, exactly. Just a little, maybe a little plumed pen or something, you know, like... I'm being literary here. I'm not really... Robin Hood hat or something. I'm not really serious about this. Oh, my. So... Uh, this side of uh, Madison, Wisconsin, a Republican state representative yesterday leaned on his professional experience while discussing a potential ban on abortions after 14 weeks. This was in the what was this state experience? The, the state assembly. He said, "I did thousands of ultrasounds on animals." Said Representative Joel Kitchens. Uh, turns out he's a veterinarian. Oh, great! He says, "I think I know him." <laughs> <laughs> Mammalian fetal development yeah. better than anyone yeah. here. You, you female mammals that, uh, <laughs> of the species Homo sapien. Oh. You're just like the rest of them. You got a small litter going on here. It's <laughs> yeah. only one in there. <laughs> Do you remember that time we were up at the farmer's market and there was a table next to us and it was for Planned Parenthood? Yeah. And this gal came up and she was lit, lit into him. She was yelling at him, blah, blah, blah. These poor women, they were trying to, you know, say, hey, sure. I'm, yeah. we're just up here. Yeah. If you're not interested, ma'am, just move on. You know, we understand your views, blah, blah, blah. But we're just here for the people that want to talk to us. So um, she was going on. So I, I don't even remember this, but we walked over and uh, and I was just kind of standing there because I was, I was kind of afraid that the... The, the the people that were staffing the table and that it might be blows or you know it was yeah know, she was insulting yeah. yeah and so her justification she <laughs> I don't even remember this or not no but the woman said she said I've had six children and I know what I'm talking about and I said well that's great but my dog can do better than that <laughs> <laughs> I did get a laugh out of you by the way so at the time, but <laughs> it only takes three months. Yeah, no, <laughs> whatever. I don't know. What yeah, but whatever. Yeah, whatever the gestation is. <laughs> so I just love this idea that uh, yeah, you you women there, I I know about you because I you know I do ultrasounds on cattle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Kind of says a lot, well, I think, about uh, where yeah, they're coming from. So. I always like when people have like 
peripheral experience in something, and then it makes them an expert on everything. Hey, that's us. <laughs> we yeah, have but, peripheral experience yeah, in everything. Yeah, but we don't, we don't pass ourselves off. As, uh, no, that's true. That's yeah, a good point. So. That's a good point. According to the uh, uh, new proposal from the, uh, the grand old party here in the state of Wisconsin, Wisconsin's second tax bracket would be dramatically expanded. And this would, uh, this would cover a wide swath of earners, including those who would, uh, also, exe- it would also exempt up to $75,000 in retirement income from state taxes. This is a, it's basically a proposal that would reduce total income tax revenue by about $2 billion a year. <laughs> well, we could easily absorb that. Yeah, no problems there. And, of course... Uh, Unless the Bucks need a new arena or something. Yeah, well, know. yeah, who knows what's going on here. Uh, it's very unlikely, of course, that this is ever going to become a law. Uh, and back in November, uh, the governor, uh, Governor Evers, vetoed a Republican proposal to reduce the income tax rate from 5.3 to 4.4 for people in the state's third tax bracket. Uh, but he vetoed the same proposal when he signed the state budget in July. So it's pretty likely that AB 386 is just another stunt. It's so. ABDOA. <laughs> ABDOA, exactly. <laughs> so. Oh, got a got a, an email at the melonfloydmailbag at gmail.com from Joel saying thanks for the shout-out, Pants. Oh, very good. Says Sam's a good boy. He is a good boy, although... Since he towers over me, I, it's hard for me to think of him as a boy. But, but yes, he is a good boy. <laughs> so, and speaking of the uh, the Mellon Floyd mailbag, I, and first of all, just drop us an email there. I'm not really great at responding. I try to, but uh, I, I, my attention spans like a goldfish, so I forget a lot of times. But the, but I should send this to. to Actually, sh- sometimes forget that you forget, which what? is. That's that's it's it's, it's a, this weird iterative function. You forget that you forget. It's very helpful as you get older. Right? Yeah, right. Make a lot of new friends that way. It, it you do, and you know relationships are a lot better when you can't remember anything. Oh yeah. <laughs> no no baggage, no grudges. Like, yeah, I, I was really mad at someone yesterday. Can you remember why? <laughs> nope, can't remember. All right, let's go out to lunch. <laughs> no, we'll go out to dinner. It's four thirty already. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, early bird special. <laughs> but. Uh, I, I'm going to send this to to she who must be obeyed, who does the organizes the fundraising around here, because we got this this uh, this lucrative offer in the in the Mellon Floyd mailbag. Really? What is it? Uh, can you can you talk about it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Dubai Dubai Limited sent us an email, <laughs> <laughs> and it says, "Dear sir, to Mellon Floaty, <laughs> <laughs> we are financial consultants to a group of Arab investors for whom we have their consent to manage their funds, which are in our custody for cooperation <laughs> in joint venture business investments. That's mm. us here. I yeah, think. that uh, sounds very idiomatic. And, 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 and listen, listen how this incredibly is, idiomatic. Listen how this is targeted right at us here. Yeah, yeah. Our areas of interest include property development and real estate, yep, healthcare, yep. education and training. Mining and exploration. That's us. Energy, oil and gas, technology, software development. We got the Wart app. I think that's a, <laughs> yeah. that would count. <laughs> Agriculture, manufacturing, finance services, and leisure. Oh, we're all about leisure. Oh, there the we leisure. go. We're all about the yeah. leisure. Uh, however, all viable proposals within reason will be considered. So. Yeah, well, that lets us out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funds will be made available to you as a direct investment loan at a 3% interest rate. That's a pretty good deal for yep. five or 10 years. Yep. You may contact us if you have an interesting investment proposal for proper, possible business collaboration. That's from uh, Matthew Clark from the Dubai Limited. That sounds really, really credible. Yeah, we'll get right, we'll get right <laughs> on that. It reeks of credibility. <laughs> or maybe it just reeks. I don't know. Here's a, here is a stunning article. Huh. I, and this just shows you how even a person who obsessively uh, absorbs news can cannot realize what's going on in the world. I'm referring to myself here, by the way. Um, on uh, Thursday, just yesterday, the United States began moving towards... A withdrawal of troops from Iraq. Apparently, there are still troops, really? American troops, in Iraq. Now, did you know that? Since when? I, since ever, I guess. The announcement was uh, to set up a committee to assess the issue. This is, uh, you know... Just, oh, so it'll be another 20 years. Yeah, so who knows how long. But no, there are uh, 250,000 people, American troops, in Iraq, and uh, they're still there. That many? I had... The, uh, uh, I mean... No, I'm sorry, 250,000. 25,000. 25, okay. Yeah. So here's the thing. That's not even right. I'm sorry. It's 2,500. Okay. 
We're getting there now. Read, read the article. No, actually, it's two. It's two, it's two and a half people. Two point five. Two point five people. <laughs> that there's any people there is what's freaking me out. It seems like two hundred fifty thousand to me. It's just like what? No, it it turns out that um they so these two thousand five hundred people. These 20, are military. Twenty five hundred people. They are troops. Yep, they're they're not like support staff. Or okay. These are actual active military personnel. Um. You know they're they they're there to train, advise, equip. Uh, you know, and uh, the the battles are over there. The Islamic State, you know, doesn't control territory in Iraq anymore, and they've got their own counterterrorism troops and so on. And the the biggest thing is apparently uh, their continued presence has become a problem because they're the they're the target of frequent attacks. Oh. <laughs> so it's kind of like, but I had no idea there were any people there. No. <laughs> I mean, have you? I'm, I mean, we have troops everywhere, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah, so, you know, who, d- where in the world do we not have troops? I don't know. Texas. Well, that, that's, <laughs> it's coming to an end pretty yeah, soon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was interested to see the Supreme Court siding with the Biden administration. Yeah, on that. five to four. Yeah, yeah, I know, <laughs> but still. <laughs> yeah, you can do your job. Five yeah. to four. Yeah, right. <laughs> Something like 25 states have pledged support to Texas if they want to push back on the on the border sure. stuff with the federal government. Uh, mm. By the way, uh, also uh, defense-related, I guess you could say security-related story that showed up this week. It turns out that uh, the National Security Agency, the NSA, the infamous NSA, uh, it gets uh, it doesn't need necessarily need to do spying on its own. It outsources it. It admitted this week in a letter addressed to a Democratic senator and uh, obtained by the New York Times that uh, they do buy logs from private entities related to Americans' domestic Internet activities. Mm. And these they buy from what are called commercial data brokers. And uh, this was a letter to a senator. Amazon? Senator Ron Wyden, of course, is the Democrat of Oregon. And... uh, it's uh, internet metadata. That's what it's called, sure. and uh, they can be, of course, uh, very sensitive uh, information. And uh, they're not generating it themselves; they're just buying it from people who do. So, the NSA made it its specific disclosure under pressure in a letter that its uh, departing director, a person by the name of General Paul Nakasone, sent last month to uh, to Mr. Mr. Wyden. Wow. So good to know. So they know all about that expensive toe spray that I buy. <laughs> so they don't have to spy on people anymore. They can just like buy it from from Zuckerberg and Bezos. So I had I had the privilege of having my phone tapped when I was younger. When really? I was in college, yes. Because uh, my girlfriend and I knew some bank robbers. We didn't realize they oh. were bank robbers. Oh, really? I don't know if you remember this or not, but there was a group of radical... Uh, feminist lesbian bank robbers that no. ro- that held up some places. This was back in the good old days. Kids held up some banks in the New England area. Oh, that would be a great movie. Uh, it was a it was Probably it was. was the real life actually. Yeah. And and they came to uh, that came to Lexington, Kentucky, where they hung out with friends, and they were friends of our friends, and so we knew them. And uh, and uh, a bunch of people actually got put in jail for refusing to give information. It was the Lexington Six or something hmm. like that. I've forgotten how. You can look it up. At any rate, uh, but yeah, we were friends of friends. And uh, so they started tapping. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, tapping the How did you know they were tapping? You could hear it. Yeah. And then... Uh, <clears throat> uh, like, like clicking? Or? My girlfriend's uh, uh, father was friends with uh, the senator from Ohio back then, Ohio, uh, Howard Metzenbaum. And so she said, Phil, could you ask Howard whether they're tapping our phones or not? <laughs> and he's, I'll get right on it. And they were. Yeah. So, <laughs> so whenever we talked to each other in the phone, we would always say things like, like, hey, and anybody's listening, just want to let you know. And then we'd, we'd unleash some horrible vulgarity or something. You know, so. The eagle flies at midnight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's snow in Tijuana. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then they think you're a cocaine dealer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, what else is going on? NASA's history-making uh, Ingenuity Mars helicopter has ended its mission after surpassing expectations and making dozens more flights than planned. The helicopter remains upright and in communication with ground controllers, but the uh, imagery as of uh, January 18th sent to Earth this week indicates one or more of its rotor blades sustained damage yes. during the landing. Yeah, it's no longer thing. capable of flight. Yep. Uh, I should have got the undercoating. 
<laughs> Get the true coat. <laughs> I know they were. They. I remember reading everything about this. They weren't sure how well it would fly because the atmosphere atmosphere is so thin. Oh, sure. Yeah. On Mars, and so you have to compensate for that. And they weren't sure it was actually going to be able to do what it was going to be able to do. Mm-hmm. There's this new book and I uh, uh, about cities on Mars. That was it's really fascinating, and I've, it's it, apparently it's been on the uh, like the top ten bestseller nonfiction list for a while. And I'm really very interested. In it. I was reading a review of it again yesterday. I've read a couple of reviews now, but it's basically saying it is imp- like no matter how bad the Earth gets, yeah, take this Elon Musk. No matter how bad the <laughs> Earth gets, even if there's werewolves and zombies, yeah, you know, no, it's going to be here. better than living on Mars because the yeah. only way you can live on Mars. Is if the Earth is sending you stuff to keep you alive, yeah, and and gravity issues, radiation issues, climate. I mean, it's yeah. constant dust storms. Yeah, there's no way you can really live outside yeah. of an artificial environment. Right. So I mean, on. you'd be better off trying to live in the bottom of the ocean or something. Yeah, which yeah. Rather which, than which to, would be difficult. Rather enough. than move to Mars and learn how to grow vegetables or, or something, you know, learn how not to ruin things. Yeah, well, there's that, <laughs> but I, we might be a little bit late on that one. Yeah. So you can't just like poop and grow potatoes in it like Matt Damon did, or that's a good point. Yeah. You probably can do that, but not for long. I mean, he was doing that as a stopgap yeah. until he got back. Yeah. So, so. you know, there's this. I, I forget the number, but there, there was like a significant number of people who thought that was a documentary, <laughs> <laughs> or like a true, not a documentary, a true story. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. There's your low information. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I got a, this totally unrelated, but I I, I want to mention this before I forget. Uh, there's a there's a wonderful mini series on Hulu. Okay, that, maybe it's other places too, but that's where I saw it called The Feud. Okay, and it's about the the At Fields of the McCoys. And, and no, no, even better. It's uh, it's it's uh, it's. It's like an eight-part miniseries on the feud between Betty Davis <laughs> and Joan Crawford. Battle of the Titans. <laughs> and, it's, and they've got the, the greatest casting for the leads. They've got Susan Sarandon as Betty Davis. Oh, excellent. And Jessica Lange as, uh, as Joan Crawford. Very and, good. Very and good. It's, it's very well done. And it's, it's really interesting. And, uh, and, uh, How many thumbs would you give that? Oh, I'd give it like five thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> He's all thumbs. <laughs> That sounds fascinating. We yeah. re- we recently started listening to Hu- or seeing Hulu, um, just because there was something on there we wanted to watch. So yeah, maybe we'll check that. Yeah, and I, and I think that was the fir- I just discovered. I think I, I think it was the first year. So, yeah. it was the, but they're they're talking about a second year, and oh, it's okay. about Truman Capote. You know more about this than I. Oh do. yeah, Truman Capote versus the Swans. Oh yeah, the Swans. And the Swans are like the society ladies. Yes, or or? yes, yes, yes. <laughs> he was the he was their little confidant who laughed at all their jokes and told dirty stories and things and. And uh, they didn't realize that he, they thought they were his friends, but actually they were material. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem with any yeah. kind of creative person. Don't yeah. don't make friends with a writer. Whatever yeah. you do, and I think the thing is, the poor guy. He, you know, he was he, he scored such a spectacular hit with his famous book in Cold Blood, which of course has been filmed a couple of different times in different versions, like three different times now. Um, and uh, but he kind of the well went dry. Yeah. You know, he was living on fumes. And I think he just thought, well, I'll, I'll I'll publish this really juicy, good stuff, and they'll forgive me, yeah. you know. But they didn't forgive him <laughs> because they were. He was talking about stuff like their, you know, affairs and mm-hmm. drug addictions and things like that. You know, people ha- people are understandably touchy about Whoopsie. those things. Yeah, I know. It's not all in good fun, uh, you know. So, so that might be good too. I don't know. If, yeah, you know, yeah. depends on who they pick. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, the casting on this this feud one was on the, yeah. the Betty Davis. Joan Crawford one was wonderful. So, but uh, I didn't even recognize Jessica Lange. She had, you know, yeah. makeup and prosthetics and stuff. But, uh, yeah. but she's really good. She's I've yeah. loved her for a long time. She used to live up in the Duluth area when I lived up there, and oh. in Cloquet. She and Sam Shepard. I mean, they had a cabin or something. Sure, yeah. You'd see them in the grocery store once in a while. It was real fun. They Did were, you ever have a fan fan moment? No, no. But the, too shy. Aren't yeah, you? yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Saw Telly Savalas once. He came and shot a commercial for our ad agency. So that's excellent. Yeah, he was. He was a big deal back. He was in the back day. when he was a big deal. Yeah. yeah so yeah. he was dating. <laughs> so what? He was like in his sixties at the time, probably, and he was dating a, a woman in her twenties who lived in Duluth. That's the Hollywood way. And <laughs> and and, um, and so we were doing like um, commercials, tourism commercials for Duluth, and so his his girlfriend twisted his arm to appear in these commercials for us. Oh, so, funny. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, you know, it's the age-old alliance between, you know... <laughs> Horny old man. Beauty and beauty and status. That's, you put them together. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, guys do that with guys, too. I mean, it's not like it's a unique thing. <laughs> uh, hey, you listen to the Mel and Floyd Show here on WORT 89.9 on the FM. You might be listening on the internet at WRTFM.org. Or because we stream all this stuff, or you might be listening in the future because we put this and and all of our shows up on the archives page. And uh, the music shows only stay for a couple of weeks. The talkie talk shows stay six weeks or something like that. So tell till they go till they get stale, then they have to <laughs> <laughs> they start to smell. Yeah, get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, we just chuck them in the garbage. <laughs> but, and uh, you might be listening on the on the WRT app. I mentioned that earlier. You should uh, get that. That makes listening to Check this that baby station out. a lot easier. The only thing is, when when you do download it, when yeah. when you get the the question, "Are you a robot?" Yeah. I, I'm asking you to please answer that, you know, accurately. Don't don't lie. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, human. <laughs> Foolish human. <laughs> All right, we have to play some announcements, and then uh, then we'll come back with. You got anything good? Executives of airlines venting frustration. Oh no! <laughs> should, venting is the part that I like. Yeah, <laughs> should crack a door, <laughs> crack really a window. <laughs> oh no! Need it's been done for you. <laughs> I hear they're going to get rid of the roll down windows. At yeah, the <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll power now. Yeah. <laughs> power windows. <laughs> That'll be good. All right, we'll be right back. WORT's Chiliocracy is back at the Harmony Bar on Sunday, February 4th from 1 to 4 p.m. Featuring fantastic chili from area restaurants. Enjoy some toe-tapping bluegrass from the grazers while your taste buds help you decide the winner. This year's candidates are Baldwin Street Grill, Dottie Dumplings Dowry, Echo Tap, Harmony Bar, Just Veggies, Mickey's Tavern, Rotunda Cafe, Tiny's Tap House, and two teams from the Weary Traveler in their own head-to-head battle. Enter as a voter. $10 gets you samples, a plastic spoon, and a voting chip. Or be a lobbyist. $25 gets samples, a blue voting chip worth five votes, and a real spoon. Everyone gets a voter's notebook to keep track of your favorites. Who will be the supreme commander of Chile? Will the lobbyists sway the election? Come to the Harmony Bar, 2201 Atwood Avenue, on Sunday, February 4th, from 1 to 4 p.m. for Chiliocracy 7, and exercise your rights. It's political mockery served in crockery. All proceeds benefit WORT 89.9 FM Madison. And we're back. I love the chiliocracy where you, I do too. Where you can buy, be a lobbyist if you pay more and yeah, your votes yeah. count more. It's just like the real and you, thing. And you get a real spoon. Yeah, and you get a real spoon. <laughs> Many people, uh, you know, I talk to people about the the world, and yeah. and many people say, you know, we talked about this last week, Mel. It's like, are we at an inflection point, or things really as bad as they seem? And I just want to point out, I just want to point out to our listeners that fifty years ago, fifty years ago, you know, nineteen seventy four, the number one, the number one highest grossing film of that year was The Towering Inferno. So I just want to let you know <laughs> that no things. Things have, are not that bad. <laughs> At least movies are better. Yeah, movies of. are better, sort of. Yeah, I mean, Oppenheimer. That's 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 a pretty good movie. Have you, yeah. have you had a chance yeah. to see that yet? No, I haven't. So. I would recommend it. Yeah, yeah. it's really very good. And uh, some people there's a bar- there's a Barbie backlash going on right now, and there's a backlash to the backlash. They, they didn't they didn't do as well in the Oscar nomination. Yeah, so. neither the actra- actress that was the the main the main actor in the in the movie Margot. or the or the uh, director. Yeah, got even a nod. Yeah, they, they, but you know it, they I, thought that was kind of an. I automatic, wonder. I, you know, it's funny. It's a it's a very in a way it's a totally satirical, self referential kind of thing and maybe it just seemed too fluffy or yeah, not yeah. In, not important i think yeah, i happens. think the message the message has been um but ryan gosling got a nomination yeah i know and weird. almost that uh, that almost like kind of uh draws a line under what the movie was trying to say <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't want to be i don't want to be too pointed <laughs> oh, about it point. but yeah 
Ken gets the freaking nomination. I mean, that's really kind of telling you something very interesting. Good job, Ken. <laughs> yeah, you really Ken yeah. that up. Yeah, there. you really Kenned it up. Yes. Yeah. No, I know. I just kind of like. Funny. I never thought of it that way, but yeah. I th- I when I saw. I mean, I saw the movie with a bunch of astrophysicists. Okay, and I swear to goodness, the 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 the, the group that I was with, they loved that movie. They thought yeah. it was clever. No, they thought it was insightful. They're trying to to make a message and at the same time make it in a way that's kind of fun and palatable and, yeah. and invert some of the kind of standards of how we think about these issues sure. and so on. So, I mean, I, 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 you know, there's parts of that movie that just very, very, very beautiful, very mm-hmm. nice, so. Despite the fact that everything is in pink, but you, you got, if you but don't, that's part of it to create this world. I mean, exactly, like, you know. and if you don't see anything else, you have to see the the beginning where they do the parody of the two thousand and one. That you can find that online, Mel. It is hysterical. I've never seen a frame by frame reproduction of that opening scene with the with the with the, the you know with the yeah, apes and yeah. everything except they're again, little they're little girls with dolls yeah, with I, those old nasty old uh, baby dolls. <laughs> <laughs> That is. Oh, that's funny. that was that was moi. You know, that was just inspired. <laughs> so, but it's hard to create a a, a world like they did. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I don't. I think that's. It's easy to take that for granted. But remember that that old movie um, Robert Altman did with uh, uh, Popeye. Oh yeah, with the Robert Robin yeah. Williams and uh, yeah. Shelley Duvall. Disturbing. It was. It wasn't a great movie, but yeah. it was like it, it was amazing. It's yeah. like this is yeah. this really is like. Popeye's right. world, you know, and, yeah. and it's a cartoon world. And uh, I think to be fair to uh, to the director, I believe she got a nomination for screenplay for original screenplay. If oh, I'm okay. Not mistaken. So at least, she, okay. at least there was something. Greta, there. whatever. Yeah, Greta Gerwig. Yeah. 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 Okay. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, you know, as you know, he dropped out of the race this uh, this last meatball, week. meatball, Ron. Yeah, yeah. Pudding fingers. Pudding fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go down the list. <laughs> <laughs> I never liked the sanctimonious. That just, no, yeah. that was that was that was that was, that, that was forced. I, I'm yeah. just kind of like Trump. You can do better than yeah, that. No, he he, I, he, he wasn't. He, he didn't even come up with the good ones. Like no, he, pudding fingers and, yeah, and yeah, what no, was he, the one you had? Meatball. Uh, meatball Ron. Yeah. Oh, he actually did say oh, he, that. Meatball one. Ron. But he did. But it did. He didn't let it go. I, yeah. That was the one he should have used. Yeah. So, but anyway, so he's he's got a little analysis. You know, you do self reflection after something like that, and because uh, he was he was pretty big deal for a while, and then he just yeah. he was kind of like the Scott Walker. From, <laughs> yes, from, I know. <laughs> from eight years ago. <laughs> like, oh, we love Scott Walker. Oh, he's great. Everybody. Yeah. What? <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but God he, told me to run. <laughs> <laughs> what sunk him was when he talked about where he agreed you should maybe build a wall with Canada. Yeah, and, with uh, Canada. Yeah, Scott Walker agreed to that. He thought that was yeah. So it you know I know there's I know there's right wingers now that are saying that. Trump was making a big deal out of obviously you know building yeah. the wall yeah. by, by Mexico and some yeah. some reporter I think they were just trying to be funny said yeah. what do you think about building a wall with Canada and yeah. Scott Walker you know they always renowned for thinking on his feet yeah. said yeah you know that's not a bad idea <laughs> coming down here taking our precious hockey jobs <laughs> <laughs> but we were advocating that 20, yeah oh man we, had, we were way ago, ahead of scott so. walker yeah <laughs> but anyway so so desantis he did a little reflection okay and, good for uh, him you know, on, on what went wrong yeah and where the blame yeah. should land on him and he <laughs> said uh he said the the, the blame was for the checked out voters Voters who didn't pay attention to what was going on said there were voters who didn't want to see Trump nominated again, but they had basically been told that it was inevitable, inevitable, and that it was over. And those voters were checked out and just totally dropped out of the process. Wow, that was the problem with Ron DeSantis. There's something to that, but I don't think it's that they're checked out. I mean, they there's a there's a core of people that love the the phenomenon and they love the Trump. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on this but uh i really think that there's i don't know i mean i don't know much about it about this stuff you know the the inside baseball part of it but it seems like his his wins in iowa and new hampshire have been kind of underwhelming for somebody who's essentially an incumbent i mean you know who's gotten the nomination twice who's who's seen as the inevitable you know and i mean he only got 55 percent of the vote in new hampshire i mean I looked it up. That's a that's about what Lyndon Johnson got yeah. when uh, yeah. when um, uh, Senator uh, Eugene McCarthy knocked him right. out of the race yeah. in '68. Yeah, exactly. No, so exactly I mean, it's right. really the numbers were, were pretty comparable. Yeah. I think uh, the thing is, I've said about him from the moment he won the presidency, but it was true throughout the primary. Uh, you know, his first primary, 
was that this man is the plurality candidate. He only succeeds when the vote against him is split. Yeah. And so that's what happened in New Hampshire is you saw that, look, there's a sizable chunk. It's not the majority yet, but there's a sizable chunk of people in that electorate who are saying, that's not the guy I want. Yeah. You don't see it when it's split among so many. Right. And that's what happened in the primary when he first ran for president. And that's what happened here in Wisconsin, for example, when he ran, when he, uh, you know, ran in uh, in that year and, and won the state. Yeah is that the anti-Trump vote was split among right. three candidates. Yeah. Well, that, that you know... Nobody had, liked Hillary well enough, yeah. and then there was a, a two-third party candidate, a right. third and a fourth party right. candidate. Yeah. But even even back then, there were like 16... The, in 2016, there oh, were yeah. 15 or 16 yeah. people running for that nomination. So they A were, bunch of my friends, we all got together, and we picked a candidate to follow, because we had there were so many. Yeah. And so we all... And I still have that piece of paper. We all picked... I was going to follow Rand Paul, because yeah. I just thought, you know, Kentucky or whatever. Sure. Nobody picked Trump. No, no. Nobody picked it. They thought it was a vanity campaign yeah. because he just wanted to, you know, open another hotel or something. Right, right. And I think he thought that, too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like, what? <laughs> People are that debased and corrupt? All right, let's go for it. <laughs> Because the thing about a democracy is Bertrand Russell once said, the only people you have to blame are yourselves. You know what I mean? It's, that's the great thing about it. <laughs> so, Candidate but, as but, good but, as but, the people. But speaking of DeSantis, I mean, it looked like all the DeSantis voters, like, overwhelmingly, like, I don't know what the numbers were, but, I mean, overwhelmingly went over to Nikki Haley. I mean, they were, like, never Trumpers, pretty yeah, much. So yeah. so I, I think it's pretty soft support. I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's wishful thinking, but... Uh, yeah. So, Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, so... Lots of things can happen. Yeah. So. And they often do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see his, his his attorney, Um, what, Yabba Dabba Do or whatever? <laughs> I... I Good old Yabba Dabba. <laughs> she gets no respect. She she told the judge she was sick one day, so they needed a, a you know a continuance. An actual lawyer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sick of this stuff. Well, one of the jurors had COVID, and okay. she said she had been exposed. Her parents had COVID, okay. and she had been exposed, and she wasn't feeling too good. So so they 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 took a day off. Oh, that was nice. Of uh, and, but it was Tuesday. Okay. And then uh, then <laughs> they showed a picture of her at the the Trump rally in New Hampshire, mm. partying with the with the victory party, and and the best part is it was like this this one little little. Uh, alpha male, I'll call him that. Okay. Who was uh, like the head of the the Trump New Hampshire at one point, the head of the Trump New Hampshire campaign or something. Mm-hmm. He was he's like one of these little creepy guys, you mm-hmm. know. He took a picture with her and posted it on you know Instagram or something, and then the the Trump people got mad because she you know she wasn't she was supposed to, she called in sick and they yeah. busted she went to the ball game you know yeah. and yeah. Uh, and uh, so they dragged this guy out and he was just freaking out. He goes, no no I'm loyal. You don't know how loyal I am. <laughs> That's what they always say before they put them in the it was, truck. It was it was like a little little microcosm oh of the, the 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 long knives yeah, night of the long yeah, knives. There yeah. he's going. You don't know how much I've done for President Trump. Does he know about this? Yeah. <laughs> oh my! Really seriously? Yeah. Oh my gosh! And I was reading about the you know the the, the analogy the the. the Similarities with the, with Stalin, and they said yeah. like when when people would when Stalin soldiers would or the. The secret police, secret, secret police yeah. would, would haul people away. And KVD, they would they would write letters to Stalin saying, "I you, I'm sure you don't know about the injustice being done here yeah. and what's going on." And I just thought, it, you know, if I bring this to your attention, you'll you'll let me out of jail. And yeah. the Stalin, king can do no wrong. It's always his advisors. Stalin would always messing just, up. You Stalin know? would read. I mean, he would read the letters for for laughs. Yeah, he probably, <laughs> he probably would do fake voices with his friends. <laughs> And then they'd all have chortle, you know. Yeah, that's that's. I can can imagine Trump doing that too. (laughs) But but hauling this guy away and he's just you know imploring them to to take his loyalty into account just cracked me up. I have to say I really (laughs) respect Stalin as a dictator though. Because and here's why. Here's why. Not not like I like Stalin. I'm not saying that. But I mean, so you watch the great dictators. You watch the great dictators of the 20th century, right? You see your your Mussolini out there, and you see your Hitler out there. Those guys are screaming, and they're flying. Their arms are off all over the place, akimbo, and they're yeah, right. they're like frothing at the mouth and so on. Watch Stalin give a speech. He mumbles. <laughs> he stops. He takes a glass of water. That guy's not trying to prove anything to anybody. You know I mean? Like now, that's a dictator. He was very com- comfortable in his own skin. Well, he had a whole well worked out theory behind it, right? I mean, this is this is all going to work out. You know what I mean? It's just like I, I'm not. I don't need to get all excited about this. 
So it's it's funny to watch him. I mean, it just really is compared to these, you know, the guys that really had to. They really had a lot of flop sweat associated yeah. with their with their dictatorial aspirations. He knew that the show wasn't the real. The show is rea- not the reality. Thing. Yep. You know, you got like, the you got the you got the is, you got the message. That's what. You yeah, need. this is a. The huckster out front here. Members of a propane industry lobbying group strategized to downplay the full climate impacts of propane and market it as a renewable or clean energy. (laughs) (laughs) According to recordings reviewed by the climate newsletter Heated, and uh, this is out of The the Guardian, the Propane Education and Research Council. (laughs) The the Propane Re-Education and Research Council. (laughs) That acronym is Perk. (laughs) (laughs) It's a U.S. lobbying group spent nearly $30 million over the last two years on advertisements for the fossil fuel. I love it. Uh, According to the data compiled by Drilled, a multimedia reporting project focused on climate accountability. The ads often promote propane, the vast majority of which is a byproduct of natural gas or oil refining, as a form of clean and renewable energy. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Do you remember that cartoon King of the Hill? That was the, yeah, yeah, the guy that, that, that was uh, Mr. Hill. Love propane. The, he was uh, he's propane and propane related mm. products <laughs> is what he, what he sold. <laughs> Clean burning propane. One yeah. time he accidentally ate a steak that was cooked on uh, yes. charcoal. And yes. He, and he goes, this is really good. <laughs> yeah, he, he felt so yeah, dirty. Yeah, he, was, <laughs> he had a crisis of faith there. He really did. <laughs> Hey, look who's here. The Jaguar's here. It's the Jaguar. Hey, I have a lion-related story since the Jaguar's here. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> so the, the, there's an area in, uh, in Africa where lions, the lions killing the zebras, bringing the zebras down, yeah. is way, way down. Way, way, like, down by, like, a third. And uh, You're just not trying as hard. And no, and you know what, what happened is? It's the ants. Oh. They've got, okay, so they've, they've got... There used to be these like normal kind of ants yeah. that would um, work with the elephants. You know, they have this symbiosis, and okay. uh, and, uh, and the the elephants would, would drop their poop, and and the, and it would anyway the ants would help them fertilize these bushes that okay. would grow. All right. But uh, but then these new kinds of ants came in. These big headed ants, they're called, and it's an invasive species. It can take over. They're called the whistling thorn trees. Oh, and and wow. they don't do the work that the that the normal ants did as far uh-huh. as and so the the whistling thorn trees are dying. Oh no! And so the lions don't have as much stuff to hide behind Ooh. to get the zebras. There you go. So. There you go. <laughs> Good for me. <laughs> no, it's bad though because you don't have any, you don't have any cover, so you don't get as. But many. you got, but jaguars leap out of trees. Oh, or something. Ja- oh yeah. Well, jaguar jaguar is going to go to the top of the of the of the structure there because. Yeah. He's not. He's not hiding in the vault. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> leaping out of the trees. The true king. There you go. The true king, true king emerges. In the, yes. king in the jungle there. So, yeah, in the invaded uh, areas, the elephants browse and break the trees at five to seven times the rate of that uh, in the uninvaded areas. Wow. So the elephants are knocking down the trees, and then the the, the ants aren't helping to, to rebuild the trees to fertilize them and whatever, wow. and uh, and the trees die. So where did the, the 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 new ants come from? Where how did they get there? And where oh, they come? I'm from? I'm sure Mexico probably. I, <laughs> I would guess. Well, you know, this was the thing. It was a caravan when when we went to, when Companion and I went to see the the site of the uh, Battle of New Orleans, right? Uh, they have signs everywhere, like "Look out for the fire ants." Oh yeah, yeah. There's a whole field, and if you you and Lenin, Leningrin or the some, what's that? somebody versus the ants. Remember that short story, Lenin Leningrin versus the ants or something. You, you've never read it. Okay. No, anyway, it's, anyway, it's famous. Okay. So, so basically, you're you're walking along, and if they they if they hear the your your footfall, it freaks them out, and they and they run up. And uh, and and of course, they run up your leg like oh, maniacs and bite oh, really? you like crazy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. So I, I still walk through it anyway. I just try. <laughs> I tried to stay away from what obvious because you know, of course, when an ant digs out a burrow, they you know that's like dirt everywhere. Yeah. So typically, you can kind of tell where they, oh, where okay. they are. Okay. So, so you didn't bring any home with you. I did not. I tried Good. very hard not to bring any back. Good. to Wisconsin. So. The short story is Leningen versus the ants. It was oh. a very classic short story. Oh, I didn't so, even know that. Yeah. Wow, there's so, something I don't know. Yeah. So. There's growing research that indicates using a multivitamin could improve. Cognition, cogni- 
cognition, or could not won't help me. But <laughs> <laughs> cognition, cognition. <laughs> yes. Later, and I'm just trying to do two things at once. Oh, yeah, okay, that's cool. And to uh, help slow memory loss, it's a new study from Mass General Brigham. Brigham was the third of its kind to research the impact multivitamins have. But at the end, they always have to throw this in. It's no substitute for a healthy lifestyle like exercising and eating a balanced diet. Ask her that. Yeah. I saw a story this week that said that if you try to learn a second language as you get older, that that is helpful to maintaining a reasonable level of cognitive prowess. But the problem with that was they can't control the experiment sufficiently because the kinds of people who would want to learn a second language are probably already on the ball pretty much anyway. So, you know, you say, okay, you, you should learn a second language. It's like, um, so the problem is that the the motivation to, to do that is probably associated with various socioeconomic factors that already incline you towards yeah towards uh you know being more together mm-hmm. but anyway i mentioned the uh the airline executives the airline bosses they've been lashing out at boeing over this uh, all these safety problems loose bolts discarded wrenches found under the floorboard delayed shipments and so on and according to uh uh, according to Ben Minicucci, he's the uh, chief executive of Alaska Airlines. I am angry. The carrier found many, many loose bolts while checking its fleet of Boeing 737 MAX 9 jetliners after um, after a door plug flew off <laughs> one of the planes in midair back in January the 5th. And Federal Aviation Administration, of course, as you all know, has grounded 170 of these jets until they be, could be expected. And... Uh, Scott Kirby is the uh, chief executive of United Airlines. Also told him that he was this is the straw that broke the camel's back, and and other other uh, other company CEOs have been saying very similar things. According to uh, one airline analyst, the public's admonishments uh, public admonishments from these CEOs amounts to reassuring passengers that the airlines were concerned about safety. So, in other words. They were being told Nothing. by P- their PR department, <laughs> go out there and look angry. Do a frowny face. <laughs> Wrinkle your brow. Turn green and smash things. Yeah, there you go. Wrinkle your brow. That'll do it. Boeing, Boeing gone. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, scientists discovered the moon is shrinking. And yeah. Leon's getting larger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Causing landslides and instability in the lunar south pole. So the moon is having all these these moon quakes, and and it's uh it's shrinking its circumference. It's it's uh, shrank by more than 150 feet in circumference as its core gradually cooled over the last few hundred million years. Oh, here's a, here's a story I love. Kermit crabs all over the world are. Uh, Increasingly turning to plastic to use as their little homes Aww. instead of shells. Isn't that nice? Yeah. So uh, uh, two-thirds of hermit, hermit crabs they studied were pictured in artificial shells, items that humans had discarded. So like little Coke bottles and Coke uh, caps and stuff like that. So but uh, so I wanted to share a little story, which... Uh, Warm the cockles of my heart. The yes. French Constitutional Council, which is kind of like their Constitution re- uh, Review Board in France, it's a nine-member council, struck down large parts of the new immigration laws that were passed under President Emmanuel Macron's government. Uh, they said that uh, about a third of the 86 articles in this law, which was passed over the objections, by the way, of the legislature back in December, uh, that they are unconstitutional. The president of France was very annoyed and uh, lashed out at the Constitutional Council. Uh, the president of the council, a man by the name of Laurent Fabiou, said, Mr. President, the Constitutional Council is not an echo chamber. It judges the constitutionality of laws. So, huh. Very different setup we than we have that. in this country. <laughs> yeah, we should really have that here. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Missouri, Missouri uh, State Senator Nick Schroer has proposed a rule that would permit state senators to resolve disputes through a duel. Oh, very good. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, alive. But, but he thought this out. It wasn't just, you know, just off the top of his head. It was just like completely stupid. <laughs> it, it outlines the conditions under which a duel may be initiated. Yeah. If a senator feels their honor has been irreparably damaged Where by, is this again? by Missouri, of course. By another senator, they can seek satisfaction by challenging them to a duel. 
The dual specifics, including the choice of weapons and terms, would be negotiated by the involved senators. Water pistols. And enforced <laughs> by their chosen representatives, known as seconds. Yes, you bet. The dramatic confrontation would take place within the Senate chamber at high noon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's some sarcasm going on here. I kind of like this. <laughs> yeah. Someone challenged Abe Lincoln to a duel one time, and, and uh, he, he said, all right, uh, I get to choose the weapons. And they said, okay, fine. And and so he said, okay, broadswords. <laughs> and we'll be in a, t- I think he said we'll be in a trench. <laughs> he was like about six four. Yeah, right. That Lincoln, what a joker. Yeah. What a comedian. Uh, so uh, After school, Satan Club is coming to Orange County, California. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to declare <laughs> the weekend. What's it going to be like this weekend? I don't know. Look into your crystal like, ball. Like this. Like this. It's, it's always the same. Uh, Nothing ever changes. Big wet here blanket. Here. <laughs> <laughs> it's crushing all life and hope. <laughs> on the snow piercer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. but, so, all right. Thanks for listening. Uh, stick around. The kiosk is next. After that, who cooks for you with the real Jaguar? Amy Goodman, Democracy Now!, Labor Radio. Uh, blues Friday on my mind all kinds of great stuff here on your favorite radio station Pants was great to see you, you too, have a great week it is 2 o'clock you're listening to WRT 89.9 FM time for the kiosk have a great week everybody bye bye